next step is full-scale psychological warfare, right? She's gonna act like you got this tick, right? Like the army did this experiment on you, right? That just went terribly wrong. She's like, back up, back up. Mind your business, that's all. Mind your business. Mind your Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Mind Your Business. I am Naima, and in this podcast, I speak with small business owners about the work that they do and how creative culture, business development, and self love are all intertwined into their small business. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Uh, may I ask what month you were born in? Can I ask your astrology sign? September. I'm a Virgo. No way. Me too. I was born September 8th. Really? Yeah, it's so weird. I'm second. <laughs> That's so weird. So you're like early stages, Virgo. Do you know you're like moon and rising and everything? I don't. Hmm. Interesting. You'll have to look that up. It It like tells you like what other signs are also like a part of who you are. But interesting. You are a Virgo. Oh, nice. Your name is Naomi. Uh, may I ask, are you a Denver native? I am, born and raised. No way. Okay, interesting. So can you tell me, can we start off with that? How has it been being a woman of color in Denver? Because I don't know if a lot of people know, but there is not a large um, people of color population here. <laughs> Correct. So... I would say just kind of growing up in Denver, I grew up in Montbello. Okay. Um, which in the past was traditionally a more predominant neighborhood for African-American families. Um, in addition to like now it's pushing over to Green Valley as well. Um, so my mom still lives in Montbello. But, you know, it. I didn't realize how how many black people actually didn't live in Denver until I started traveling to other states <laughs> and and seeing cities that were full of just people of color. Um, and for my first semester of college, I actually went to Florida A&M, which is a HBCU. Interesting. I know all about that school. Yeah. My sister went to an HBCU for college and she kind of encouraged me to try it out and see the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went out there and it was a huge culture shock just to see so many people of color mm-hmm. in one area. It was crazy. Um, and so, but I just think being like black in Denver, it's, it's a very small population of us, especially when you start getting more into the professional world or in the world of education. Um, you know, everybody knows each other and mm-hmm. if you're born and raised in Denver, um, the likelihood of you knowing someone else who's a person of color um, is pretty likely. So yeah, but I would say in terms of uh, visiting other states, um, I feel like Denver as a whole, we're a lot more friendlier than people in other states. Okay. Um, and you know, you you'll have your moments where you feel like you don't belong, or you feel like it's not really a comfortable setting to be in. Um, because after Florida A&M, I eventually transferred back to Denver, and I went to the University of Denver, which, in comparison to FAMU, is literally night and day. Right, right, so right. From a, <laughs> yeah, going from an HBCU to a predominantly white 
private college um, was a totally different experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I can talk about that experience all day. Right, um, right. But, but it's different. It's challenging. And it's nice to see so many people of color moving to Denver. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of the people that I do meet are, you know, usually from the East Coast or the South or coming up from Texas. So it's nice to now actually start having some increased diversity in comparison to what it used to be. Yeah. So the name of your business is Black Yogi Bear. Is that correct? Black Yogi Bear. It's actually called Black Bear Yoga. Black Bear Yoga. Okay. Yep. My personal Instagram page is Denver's Black Yogi Bear. Okay. Um, I kind of coined that Instagram name before I started my company. Um, But my my business page is Black Bear Yoga Studio on Instagram. Okay. And what, how did your experience at a HBCU impact your, your identity, like as far as your business? Because obviously the word black is in there for a reason. You want to make that, you know, a point of, a point of sale. So did that impact your, your idea of starting a business at all, going to an HBCU? Um, I wouldn't say going to an HBCU impacted it so much. I would say what impacted it was being a person of color in a predominantly white city um, where there's not a ton of things for people of color. And for yoga to be such a huge hit in Denver, um, it, it never reached the population of people of color. And I would say that both in terms of um Hispanic individuals as well as African American individuals, sure. Asian individuals. Um, it, it yoga is literally like Starbucks out here in Denver. It's yeah. on every corner. It's on every block. It's in every neighborhood, with the exception of neighborhoods of color like Montbello and Green Valley. Interesting. Um, yeah, and so for it to be kind of everywhere um, except for neighborhoods where it's predominantly people of color. That was kind of where the business for me started, was being a person of color and not being able to find something that's so readily accessible everywhere else, mm-hmm. but except except for my neighborhood. Interesting. Um, and, yeah, and just participating in yoga and walking into yoga classes and them being, you know, full-packed classes up to 30 people and me being the only person of color in a class, um... It, that's really what got me wanting to start Black Bear Yoga and serve people of color um, and, and encourage people of color to start getting involved in yoga because the experience that I had, it was great. It was actually pretty life-changing, um, incorporating yoga into my life. Yeah, it I was going to ask, how did, how did you get started into yoga? How did this become your passion? So it originally started when... Um, I started working out a lot, so I was swimming a lot, going to the gym a lot, and I needed to find something that was cardio-related that I could do every day that wasn't running. Okay, yeah, I used to be a huge running fanatic, and my knees and my ankles were like, no, we're not doing that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, so my knees and ankles were not built for running, and so I wanted to find something that was a, a substitute that I could still do every day. Okay. And across the street from the gym, there was a yoga studio, and I signed up for a seven day, uh, seven day free trial, and I committed to myself that I would go every single day to see if I actually could enjoy the experience of doing yoga and if it would help me in the physical aspect. Yeah. 
And I went for the seven days and really fell in love with the practice. I fell in love with the fact that it's literally something you can do every day and it's not strenuous on your body. Yeah. more of a kind of restorative type of um, type of cardio. Mm. And so what really got me into it was the physical aspect of yoga initially. And okay. after doing the physical practice for so long, I then started to evolve into learning more about yoga and getting more into the history and the background of yoga, which led me into doing my yoga teacher training. Okay, interesting. So you're, you are a certified yoga teacher, yes? Yes. Okay. So I am certified, and I started my business in February of 2018. Okay. Um, and so I've been doing black bear yoga specifically um, since then. Okay. And what made what were you doing before you decided to make yoga a part of your business? Um. So before I was literally practicing yoga every single day. So. My daily practice was very strong. I initially would do studio practices, um, and then it got to a point where I did practice at home a lot. So, um, And I kind of bounced between both because yoga can become very expensive, especially if it's something that you're going to do on a regular basis. Yeah, if you're going to a yoga studio often, yeah. Yeah, and so I just really try to deepen my practice by trying different instructors, trying different types of yoga, um, you know, becoming more knowledgeable about different types of yoga. So it's something that I can offer if people ask or questions that I can answer if people ask. Um, And so for me, that's kind of what I was doing before I actually started teaching yoga was just deepening my own practice um, and learning more and more every time I did it. Sure. So when you started, can I ask, was your... Was your intent to make this a business or was your intent to just spread information and to have allow people to have more access to it? Or was it both? Um, I would say it was both. I think my intent of going in to do my yoga teacher training was to bring yoga to people of color, bring a different experience um, for people and not even just people of color, but creating a more diverse space. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that varies from race to religion to sexual orientation. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be like the most diverse class you can actually take in Denver. Um, I wanted to offer that to people and I wanted to, wanted it to be accessible in terms of the pricing Mm -hmm. because typically a drop in class for yoga for a traditional yoga class is $25. You're paying 20 to $25 for one class. Yeah. So I've, I've made it accessible in terms of the pricing. Um, and I am currently holding classes here in five points, Denver, which is a historically African-American neighborhood and has a lot of history it for african-americans so that's where i currently hold my classes but starting black bear yoga my my ultimate goal is to have an actual studio in far northeast denver specifically Mm -hmm. for that community in that neighborhood that's accessible for people and that's actually affordable interesting did you have any any apprehensions when beginning on this journey of like maybe this won't work out maybe it won't catch on maybe i won't be able to make a profit from this I mean, I think there's always those thoughts for anyone who is starting a new venture or starting a small business um, or trying something that 
traditionally hasn't been done before. Um, but I try to be pretty optimistic, and um, I think it's, you know, it, everything is what you make it. So mm-hmm. if you feel like it's not going to be successful, then it probably won't That's be That's right, right. What is that but saying? If, if you if think you, you're right or if you think you're wrong, you're right either way. Yeah, you know, and so if you get out there and you grind it out and you work every day to inform people and encourage people and you create an experience that makes people want to come or make people tell their friends about it, um, you just have to keep going. You got to be on like a thousand all the time and you have to believe in your own mission and vision first if you think anyone else is going to believe in it. So That's right. when I first thought of the idea, I asked, you know, people and I said, you know, what are your thoughts? Would this be something that you would come to? And I had a, a lot of strong support behind me when I shared my mm-hmm. mission and vision. And so that kind of gave me the That's important that I needed to make the decision. Yeah to move forward with starting Black Bear Yoga. Yeah. The thing that I will say that I was, when I came here, I'm I'm just coming here from California, um, living in an area where it's pretty diverse, but as far as black people, there aren't that many, just to be honest. Um, the yeah. thing that drew me to your, I like yoga and I like working out. I'm kind of the same as you. I'm kind of like a gym rat and I like doing all that. The thing that brought me to your event on Eventbrite was the trap part of it. I mm-hmm. thought that I was, like, the only one that, like, liked to do yoga, but, like, listened to, like, Young Dolph, and I thought that was, like, a niche market of people, but it's interesting, it's so cool, because you have the, what is it, the, with the trap yoga with the, what is it, the body paint and stuff, that's so cool. Yeah, so Where did, last night, yeah. yeah, we did the glow and flow trap yoga. Yes, which I still am going to come to, I just, some things came up, and I didn't want to miss it, so... <laughs> Yeah, and so that was last night. We did the glow and flow. That was our first time doing the glow and flow. Oh, really? Um, yoga. Yeah, so every month I offer something different with the class. So, for example, I do trap yoga in a bodega. So we had an international bodega come in that was a black-owned business come in and sell treats that you couldn't you couldn't find in stores. It was like crazy international candies, drinks, all of that stuff. So... Um, you know, we'll do like trap yoga with the bodega. We've done trap yoga with the live DJ, trap yoga and hot cocoa on some of the colder months. So um, cool. We did a, for my birthday month, we did a birthday trap yoga, which were like all the trap songs that were like birthday related. That is so fun. Um, yeah, so I try to change it up every month, but the glow and flow actually seems to be a huge, huge hit, and that's something that people want to see more of yeah so we will yeah we'll definitely offer the um glow and flow more often and it's nice because the space that we actually use is always a black light space Mm -hmm. so any trap yoga class that you take is always going to have that black light um but we just added in you know the the part of telling people to come in their neon gear adding the paint the glow sticks um, which was super exciting, and I had a lot of fun. The people that came had a ton of fun. Uh, the trap list was a hit, so I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about that trap list. I was excited because I was like, okay, trap music, but like, there are so many different like genres. What is on your playlist, and how do you know which songs are going to go good within like an event? You know, so with my playlist, I really try to mix it up every class. So I make a different trap list every class. Okay. Um, so obviously, like I mentioned, the birthday trap yoga uh, had a whole bunch of different birthday songs in there from 2 Chains to Lizzo to... Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, a bunch of different artists. Yeah. But, 
on last last night's playlist had a little bit of Drake, um, a little bit of a Arizona Service. It was Quando Rondo on the playlist. Oh, okay, okay. So, I mean, we had a little we had a little bit of French Montana, Young M A. That's nice. Uh, That's who what's else up. Was on the playlist. I add a lot of Meek Mill on there, Nipsey, of course. Uh huh. So you know, and then you have your your slow cool down songs or your warm up songs, which vary from Wale to Ro James to Janae Aiko, Beyonce sometimes. Yeah. Um, there's actually a Denver artist that I added on my playlist last night. I heard her song on Instagram. And anytime there's a Denver artist that ties to what I could do in my class, I make sure that I support them by adding their music into my playlist. So, awesome. That's great. Um, Supporting. Yeah. Yeah. AP has been one of the Denver artists that I've played a lot of uh, trap, trap music in my class. And then there's a girl, her name is Kayla Ray. I added her song. She got a new song out called Kill Season. Um, I added that to the playlist last night and... And definitely liked, you know, liked how that mixed with the class. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So looking into the future, as far as your business goes, do you see this as something that you want to expand outside of Colorado? Do you want to make this more accessible to various groups in other areas of the country where maybe they might be underrepresented? Or is your main focus Denver? Uh, I'm actually looking to expand it's funny that you asked that because i was having a conversation with my sister today she is um she's a business partner of mine and we do this work together she takes care of a lot of the back end things but uh in january we're going to be expanding the classes that we offer here in denver it's going to not only be trap yoga but we're also going to have um kind of a neo soul class as well as an r&b restorative oh wow yeah, the R&B restorative is something that I do in my own personal practice, and mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. So um, I want to make sure that I offer it to all my yogis out here in Denver. But I was also talking to my sister. I have a friend who lives out in Arizona, um, and she's been, you know, she's like, you need to do a class in Arizona because it's like Denver. We don't have anything like this. Yeah. So I do want to want to make my way out to places who are traditionally underrepresented, um, you know, in terms of the yoga world. Um, but I do know that these classes already happen in places in the East Coast, you know, like D.C. Yeah. It's happening. I know um, there's a class that happens in Oakland, California a lot. Yeah. So, you know, I do I do want to target places where it's very similar to Denver, where they, you know, something like this isn't traditionally offered. Interesting. Yeah, but, um, you know, my goal is to really build up the social media following first and get people in Denver to start to start sharing things and adding posts and following the page right? Um, and eventually expand. Yeah. But I'm going to be offering more for, for the Denver classes starting in January. So that'll be super exciting. Um, cause people want more, you know, more accessibility to it. And right now it's only the first Saturdays of the month. And then I offer private classes, private sessions, um, for birthday parties, bachelorette parties, things like that. Okay. So, but cool. starting in January, we'll add some things to the calendar. So I'm excited about that. Interesting. That's very awesome. Expansion is always important in any business. Um, I know you mentioned a little bit about social media. How important is social media when it comes to promoting your business and just getting your name out there? Um, You know, social media has been probably the bigger way that we've been promoting the business uh, other than Eventbrite, which is where we do our ticket sales through. But our Facebook page is where we communicate most of the information out. 
Um, it's been a little conflicting because before I started the business Instagram page, I had my personal. Yeah, I've kind of done the same thing. I've just like turned my personal into like a business account. (laughs) Yeah. So because I've I've had more following on my personal page, I tend to still promote a lot of the Blackberry yoga things on that page mostly. Yeah. Um, and Instagram always has this struggle of like bouncing in between two pages where it makes me like reset my password all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I try to just, like, keep it to my personal page and then occasionally post on the business page. But for the most of our social media, you know, our Black Friday event, our um, BOGO sales, like, all of those things is always pushed out on our Facebook. And I always encourage people to follow our Facebook page um, because that's where we communicate the most of our most of our events and most of um, our information, our contact info. So that's really the bulk of where we spend our time promoting everything is really through Facebook. Um, and then of course we have flyers. So in the summertime and like, I wouldn't say so much during the winter right now, but we, we get out there and we promote the event, um, with our flyers. So we'll go to the jazz in the parks. We go to the black arts festival. Um, we'll go to the Marade. We'll go to any event that's happening in Denver where there's going to be large, you know, large groups of people, the pride fest. Um, and we get out there, we walk around, and we talk to people about what Black Bear Yoga is, what we offer, um, and give them the information on where they can, you know, sign up to take a class. So we do a lot of, like, kind of grassroots promoting as well, yeah. and being out in the community. Um, even just, like, with people that I see around Denver, that's actually been a lot of where we've gotten a lot of our businesses, like, having conversations with people and seeing them. And, you know, like, I'll see maybe, like, a group of, of ladies, maybe, like, two or three ladies, you know, younger age, like, middle age, whatever, mm-hmm. who I think might be interested in trap yoga, and I'll ask them, like, hey, like, have you guys heard of trap yoga? Would you ever do it? You know, give them a flyer, and then next thing you know, I see them at the next one's class, so I also try to do a lot of that in-person promoting and try yeah. to get people to follow the Facebook, you know, in person, like, hey, follow the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, but I think it's all about relationship building. And just knowing, knowing who your audience is, really, you know? Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, tell a friend, leave a comment. And please remember to always, always mind your business.